Today's topic, economic snapshots that you might have missed. All right, well, I just completed my National Association of Home Builders meetings, and uh, we got to listen to Chief Economist Robert Dietz, who uh, always does a bang-up job of putting together reports. He sometimes does tune in. So, Robert, if you're listening, uh, thanks for tuning in, and thanks for all the information. You'll probably recognize some of these stats about housing. So, with that being said... Uh, I just want to throw out some different data points that uh, were mentioned during our presentation, and I thought this was pretty interesting, what uh, what kind of things we're seeing out there. Um, we've never had a time really like this where we went from you know being completely shut down to getting really busy to now kind of fully open again. It's kind of like a, a bounce back and a you know, we've got a new president and all sorts of stuff. So lots of change in a short period of time. So it makes for some very interesting graphs. Uh, I've never seen graphs. Like they normally look pretty much the same. There's a little up, a little down. Uh, but then also you get to 2020 and all of a sudden it's like big drop, huge, huge increase uh, and some other volatile spikes and things. So some interesting stats and things coming out of it. But I wanted to share some information with you guys that uh, – that I found from the, the meetings and, and hopefully there's some, some good information for you guys. So first off, talking about GDP growth, and it's pretty interesting. Um, he had some slides on here about GDP growth and they're predicting that we could have up to 6.7% of GDP growth um, this year. And if it gets beyond that, if we have higher than that, it could be the best since the 1950s. So um, that, that's some pretty impressive uh, growth in a year. But again, a lot of that is due to the stimulus and all the money that we're printing right now and putting into the economy um, and, and into all these infrastructure things and different things like that. So that's sort of, I hate to say artificially inflating that number a little higher, but it really is. Um, and the question will be, are we borrowing work from the future now just to kind of keep the economy pumping? Kind of interesting to see how that would work. All right, and they predict that that GDP growth will start to drop even after this year, and by 2023, uh, they predict that it'll be less than 2%. So uh, expect some spikes for a little bit, and then things will kind of start to drop back down. Another big stat that everyone always wants to know about is unemployment. And they predict, based on economic indicators, that unemployment should go below 5% by the end of the year. But right now it's tough. There's 9.3 million people out there looking to hire uh, with help wanted signs out the door. So there's definitely a shortage of workers out there and most employers are looking to fill vacancies immediately right now. So um, look for for some people moving around and that unemployment number should continue to drop as we go along. All right, let's talk about a few other um, interesting stats Right now, mortgage rates, interest rates are in the 3% range. We're pretty much at a, a neutral or negative um, overall interest rate, um, not, not for a 30-year mortgage, of course, but the, the federal level to banks is basically at a zero uh, balance. So uh, we're seeing these very, very low interest rates, and they are going to start climbing. Um, I was told originally by late 2021. And it looks as though those rates will probably be around 4% by 2022. The key thing will be to watch is, you know, if it goes much above four, will that shut things down? Because 
if it goes to like say four and a half, I think that will have a probably an adverse impact. So uh, we can probably sustain a slight increase uh, coming forward here in a little bit, but if we go up too fast, it's gonna put a screeching halt to just about everything. So definitely worth watching those interest rates. Another interesting uh, data point here was on um, household income and household expenditures. And pretty interesting to see that people's um, disposable income spiked uh, in 2020 uh, partway through the year because people just weren't spending their cash on other luxury items. So we saw a big spike in uh, personal income and a huge drop in personal expenditures, almost mirroring each other. It's almost bizarre how how much those mirror each other. And it makes sense. It's not like people got paid a lot more. Some people did, of course, take advantage of stimulus money and use that to buy things um, or saved it, put it in the stock market. Others, uh, um, you know, uh, just didn't spend as much money. So the personal level of savings has increased, uh, which is which is nice to see, um, especially for younger people who struggle with that. All right. And then the case Schiller Home price index, always something interesting to watch. Um, they're expecting the price growth to slow down. We were over 10% of growth for home prices, which is just unsustainable. Um, so that's going to potentially go back down a little bit. And um, it needs to because if it continues at that rate, housing will become very unaffordable for almost everybody right away. So we don't want to see that happen. All right. And then the other thing that uh, we saw from an economic standpoint that's interesting and they're monitoring this is lumber and sawmill production. And they saw roughly about a 10% decline in sawmill product or production rather from December of 2020 through February of 21. And they didn't want to overproduce um, their output from the sawmill. So they were worried that uh, potentially uh, they, they would overproduce, there wouldn't be enough demand. And what happened is the lumber mills, <coughs> excuse me, vastly underestimated the uh, level of demand for homes. And that's partly why we're in this situation with pricing is there's just a lack of supply and a large amount of demand. And, um, you know, they're starting to increase production slightly. It has went up. The, the graph is moving back up, but we're still not back to the levels of December of 2020 even. So we've got some ways to go. Okay, a couple other quick data points that I think you'll find interesting. Building material prices are continuing to climb. Steel has went up 67%. Copper has went up 63%. Aluminum has went up 39%. And gypsum wallboard is up 12%. When you combine some, all these building materials, we're seeing an overall 19% increase in materials, which is a huge number. And uh, that's a year over year number, mind you. So 19% increase. So if you look at a, a graph, you know, it kind of looks like a heart rate monitor for the most part, kind of goes up and down a bit. Uh, but then there's this giant drop and then a huge, huge spike um, as, uh, you know, Basically, things picked up and uh, there's been a huge demand for the materials. And uh, hopefully that number will start to level off, but we are probably at about the apex of it right at the moment. All right. Another stat that they track, which is always interesting, is the housing market index 
And um, that's basically like builder confidence sentiment. And, you know, typically it's in that uh, 60 to 70 range. Uh, Late last year, it climbed to the 90s, which is really the highest it's ever been. Um, And it has dropped. It's declined down to 81. So it's still very strong, but it has declined due to lack of labor uh, cost of materials and those type of things. So keep that in mind. Uh, builder sentiment is softening a little bit. Um, not that it means things are bad because they're still good, but it just means that you know they're thinking down the road things are going to slow down or potentially um, you know get a little worse. You know if we have interest rate increases or prices continue to climb, that's going to continue to reduce builder sentiment. Um, and it is an indicator down the road, I think that, you know, things might soften up or change. So um, pretty interesting stuff when you consider it all together. Um, you know, if you build the story, you build the narrative, these things all sort of make sense, right? They make sense from what's happened over the last year, uh, the spike in building and the, the kind of bounce back from the COVID shutdowns and everything. And then seeing, you know, a supply and demand issue. So uh, it's kind of nice to know the rules of economics still apply and supply and demand principles uh, still work. Uh, we, we may not enjoy um, the pricing and the things that we're seeing right now, but it uh, it does uh, bring credence to the economic principles that we've all been uh, grown up to, to learn and um, appreciate in our industry. So I uh, hope you found that pretty interesting. I always find those reports Um, need to look at um, not only just from a general trend standpoint, but also helps me kind of understand um, and and, and relate to what I see in my local um, market compared to what's happening nationwide and seeing that there are a lot of commonalities in, in those issues. So if you guys have any questions or would like to see some more information, feel free to hit me up, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com.